You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number 14. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Nikki B. Here at Play Like a Girl, we aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lives an active lifestyle, or you know one of these young women, I am so excited you are here. Each week, we will either bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. All right, Plagna listeners, today I am chatting with an Olympian. Yes, you heard that right, a freaking Olympian. Megan Tierney is a 21-year-old snowboarder who competed in the 2018 Olympics. Her journey there was an wasn't smooth as she broke her back in November 2016 and competed in the first qualifier for the Olympic team in Argentina just 10 months later. Yes, she broke her back in 2016 and 10 months later, she was already competing in a qualifier. It's crazy. So although she came in almost last in that first qualifier, she had an underdog movie-like moment as she came in first for the American team at the final qualifier in Turkey. Throughout her downfalls and accomplishments, she always pushes through and never gives up. So please give a warm welcome to our first Olympian guest, Megan Tierney. All right, Megan. Well, I am so excited for this interview. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Me too. Thanks for having me. Um, You're our first Olympian that we're interviewing. So this is just me and Michelle are just geeking out over here. We've been talking (laughs) about this all day today, all week. So so everyone can get to know you a little bit better. We're going to start off with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First one, where are you from? I'm originally from New Jersey, a town called Rumson. Okay. Where'd you grow up? Um, I kind of grew up everywhere. So I started off in New Jersey and then we moved to Vermont and then we were there for like three years and then we moved to Colorado. Awesome. Uh, what sports did you play growing up other than snowboarding? Um, I played a little bit of soccer and a little bit of gymnastics, but for the most part, it was pretty much all snowboarding that kind of took up all my time. Yeah. Awesome. What is your favorite quote? Oh, um, it's by Jesse Owens. It's, we all have dreams. In order to make dreams come into reality, it takes a lot, a awful lot of determination, to dedication, self-discipline, and effort. Dang, I like that. That's great. Yeah. That like goes along with one of my questions later, so I'm excited to talk about that. Okay, and then lastly, oh, not lastly, second to last, what is one of your superpowers? Um, I think just kind of finding the positive in a negative situation and just trying to like overcome it the best I can, and yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I would also say like flipping in the air because not many people can do that. I mean, <laughs> balancing on a snowboard is uh, a superpower in itself, at least for me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then lastly, who is your favorite athlete? Oh, um, for sure. Simone Biles. I mean, yes. I wasn't, I always wanted to, like when I grew up, I wanted to be a uh, Olympic gymnast. It oh, wow. that didn't work out. But <laughs> I think that just like her dedication is so inspiring and i read i'm not a huge reader but i read Mm -hmm. her book the summer before 
um, our the 2018 Olympics, and like we kind of went through so, like similar things with injury. So it was just cool to see like another person like go yeah. through similar things. So I, I haven't really read her book her. yet, so I definitely need to put that on my list. But she's she's freaking amazing. Love her. I oh, think yes. who doesn't love her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Megan, let's talk about you for a little bit. So, like you said, you're a New Jersey girl, um, but your father moved you guys to Vermont and then to Colorado, so you and your siblings could focus on snowboarding. So I think obviously he saw something in you all at a young age, but when did you know that you wanted to become a professional snowboarder? I mean, I think it kind of took me just a little bit just because, you know, I was the last one of my siblings to get into snowboarding and I kind of, I was awful starting out. Like my dad, was, <laughs> he'll, he'll tell everybody, like I was definitely the slowest like to learn, but I kind of just like was just so determined to be good at it and I was so competitive with my siblings. So, you know, once I kind of got to competing when I was younger, um, I kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I there would be professional snowboarders at the events and I would see them like on TV or whatever. And I knew that that's like kind of what I wanted to do or that is what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's amazing. And who knew that you were quote unquote awful in the beginning? I think that's kind of a cool story for you. You know, like in the beginning, you weren't the best, but with determination and hard work, you got to yeah. where you are today. Um, but also because you mentioned gymnastics earlier, um, what age were you like really when you started focusing on snowboarding? and kind of gave up playing um, soccer and gymnastics as well? Um, I think when I fully was just into snowboarding, maybe like, because I started snowboarding at 10 and I think I was mm -hmm. still like into other sports for like about mm -hmm. two years. So I think 12, I kind of, you know, took it, you know, more seriously than I did mm -hmm. before. So I, I think 12. Yeah, that's awesome. And so going into like your schooling, um, how much did you focus on snowboarding in school? Like what was what was kind of the, I guess, percentage, like how much you, you focus on snowboarding in school? Because I know for a lot of athletes, um, especially ones that become Olympians, a lot of them maybe are homeschooled um, growing up. So were you homeschooled and how much did you dedicate to snowboarding and training versus going to school? Yeah, so I... Um... Before high school, I was homeschooled a little, like during the winter. And then when I got to high school, there's a ski and snowboard academy here in mm -hmm. Colorado. So I did that for the first two years. And then when I, I really started like getting really busy with my schedule, so I did online school for the last two, which really helped me. You know, I could focus mostly on um, snowboarding during the winter and then still get my school done and whatever I had time to offer in the off season. So that was really helpful because I started to get super were busy mm -hmm. and then I haven't um, started college yet but just because I was trying to focus on getting to the Olympics but now that I have that goal I think I'm gonna I don't know what I really want to do but I want to do some sort of school whether it's real estate or interior design I kind of mm -hmm. I'm so indecisive so I gotta decide but I'm gonna do it eventually that's awesome well that sounds a lot like me <laughs> I will admit but it's hey I will tell you you don't have to have it all figured out that's the one thing that I love telling our listeners um, of this podcast like you don't have to have it all figured out like even when you're 35 45 however old you are you never will really know and like it'll change right I think your interests totally. change as you grow um but I think that's so awesome that you're going to go back to school that's so cool yeah I know yeah. I'm excited yeah. yeah and so talk a little bit more about um your homeschooling do you feel like 
you were kind of taken away from like, you know, growing up? Because I feel like a lot of times people say, oh, homeschool kids don't get the same experiences that kids at school got. But like you were an athlete, you were training, you were probably going to competitions almost every single week. What was that like growing up for you? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to compare. Like I have, I still am friends with all my friends that I grew up, you know, middle school. And so I can kind of like hear what they have to say. But like, it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to even compare it because that's like, the only thing I'm used to and I mean I never really had a problem with it just because I loved snowboarding so much and I you know during the winters I just like that's my main focus and I really wasn't too worried about like because I still had friends and being in the snowboard academy you know we all were kind of close and I still have you know like my snowboarding friends and then my you know back in New Jersey friends and I kind of just like I found a balance but it really wasn't um snowboarding was really my focus so I wasn't too worried about like losing my friends and whatnot so I think that I kind of made it work and my parents did too you know that they would fly some of my friends out to Colorado from New Mm -hmm. Jersey Mm -hmm. and um yeah I think that I yeah I made it work it wasn't it wasn't too hard that's awesome. So what do you think? Because um, I think that's an important lesson, like keeping your friends, um, even throughout the things that you do. So what made it easier for you to keep those friendships? Because I think that's so cool that you still have some of those friends from middle school and, you know, and those schooling yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, now it's so much easier. You could FaceTime all the time. But I think right. just like we would go to New Jersey. Um, my parents would rent a house in the summer. Um, so I would go there in the summers and I would still, you know, hang out with them all the time. I just wasn't there for the school year or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think just like seeing them and, you know, talking to them, whether it was on like MySpace or Facebook, right. kind of just like staying connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just like, you know, I had like friends there and here so it was kind of I don't know a little bit a little bit of of both like a a little mix so it was it was nice yeah it's definitely still about making that effort and it sounds like you did that and that's why those those friendships you still have them today so that's awesome yeah so um something I want to get into that I am really curious about because there are athletes but there's I think of there's a difference between just like a amateur athlete or just, you know, a regular athlete versus a professional athlete and especially an Olympian. So what qualities do you think make a difference from a good athlete to a professional athlete? Um, I definitely think that, you know, just like hard work and never giving up because like all athletes are faced with challenges and, you know, a lot of the times it's really easy to like give up and just Mm -hmm. like, you know, take a day off. Um, I think just like working hard and you really know, my dad always says this, like you're the only person who can look yourself in the mirror and you know what you're doing. You know, like if you take a day off that you think would be important and that could, you know, hurt you in the long run. I think just like staying focused and whatever your goals is, just work hard and don't give up. Um, yeah, I think just not giving up is a huge Mm -hmm. thing. Um, for professional athletes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's so many times, um, there's just a lot of different things athletes face that can bring them down. And especially it's such obviously a competitive environment that if you, I think are not placing or if you're, um, not performing as well, like that's just emotionally draining in itself. And then injuries too are a big one. And that's something I want to circle back with you later. But I also want to know what is the key to achieving the success that you've already had um because i think you're young you're 21 right 
Yeah. yeah. So you're young, 21 years old. Um, so what do you think it is? Do you think it's mostly natural, like a natural ability? Do you think it's luck or do you really think it is just working hard and, and, um, staying focused? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, natural talent kind of only gets you so far. And I think that, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I was really bad getting into it, but <laughs> I was naturally good at, um, border cross for some reason. I mean, and, I don't know what it was. I it did all the events, and that was just something that you know I, it came kind of easily to me. And I kind of thought for a while um, before I got to the World Cup stage that I would just be able to, you know, ride with my natural talent and not have to work hard. And all these other girls are, you know, working out in the gym. And I really didn't start training in the gym until about like four years ago. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, that's what I thought. And then once I got to the World Cup stage, um, you know, the first race, I want to say I got a little lucky just because I, I ended up doing really well as a course that suited me. And then the next race, it was a course that, you know, didn't really suit me and I wasn't really strong enough for it. And I kind of, it was a really humbling experience just realizing that all these girls that I'm competing with are working their hardest um, to be the best that they could be. And I kind of just, you know, I didn't really realize that. I thought that I could just like float along with my natural talent and I'd be able to win it all. And uh, that's just not the case. I think that's also another thing that, you know, professional athletes just work their hardest. Um, there's another quote that's um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I mm. love that one because, you know, oh. natural talent only gets you so far. So I think that you need to really work hard too if you want to achieve your goals. Definitely. Oh, that's a great quote. I don't know if I've heard that, but that's a good one. And I think yeah. it's it's so true. Um, yeah, I think it's just funny. And especially for, you know, something that I kind of have preached about on this podcast is really like, you have to like perfect your craft, but you also have to perfect like overall your body, like the training in the gym, yeah. that is so important and so key. And I, I don't think, I don't think you're ever too young to start training. Like even the girls who are in high school, maybe even oh, totally. in middle school, like you can definitely start training and especially nutrition. I think that's the one thing I know I personally in high school was not good with nutrition. I just Me in too. recent years, yeah, in recent years, um, you know, just got, better at that um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's so important for your overall health and as an athlete like you need to make sure all aspects of your body and your mind as well are um, are properly trained is there anything you do um as far as like for mental performance or for like getting your mindset right before competition yeah so i mean i think that um when i was younger i kind of just went in with a mindset of just like not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. and over the years as I've gotten like older and like more wise about like what I'm kind of getting myself into I think that it's become a little bit more challenging but I think just like you know especially after I got injured and we can circle back to that but I Mm -hmm. think that that really kind of threw my mental game for a loop and I think that that really um took some time to get back into it you know when you get injured it's it's definitely in the back of your mind um but I think just like staying focused and know, believing in yourself, I think that is like the best way to, you know, be mentally prepared. It's just knowing that you can do something and just don't doubt yourself. Um, so I really just think self-belief is something that's I've like tried to work on. And, you know, still to this day, I still do it. So mm-hmm. that's huge for me. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's talk about that now. I want to get into that yeah. injury because um, you broke your back in November 2016, um, yep. but you recovered and you competed in the 2018 Olympics. So, I mean, I think that's pretty freaking cool. I don't know many people who break their back and then two years later are out competing in, you know, a, uh, an event like like the Olympics. So talk about what that did to you mentally, emotionally, physically, and really how you recovered from that. Yeah, so it was actually the first um, competition back um, of that 2016-17 season, mm -hmm. and I was just in a training run, and this was kind of when I was just, like, starting to get more, you know, serious in the gym and whatnot. Um, actually, I guess it was, like, my second year into the gym, but I, um, I think that I hadn't trained enough. That's what I kind of just go back. I didn't train enough. Um, on snow and so I was just doing a training run I felt really strong but I you know I, I felt strong in the gym you know like mm -hmm. you gotta do both but um so I was in a training run with one of my teammates and I was just following her down um just trying to like find lines and I hit a jump and I um I knuckled it which like you if you this is like the landing you want to land mm -hmm. here and I landed here so I bounced mm -hmm. all the way to the bottom of the jump and yeah, I was in so much pain and I, I kind of just like, I'm so stubborn in the way that like, I, I hate the sleds, like the ski patrol sleds when they like mm -hmm. want to take you down or move you anywhere. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm going to go take another run. Like, don't right. touch me. I'm fine. <sighs> um, but they were like, no, like you definitely can't move. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like fine. I was in Austria <laughs> also. So I had to get helicoptered out. So I got oh helicoptered out. I was in the hospital overnight. And then flew back to America. Um, they told me I had fractured my L3. And originally the Aust Austrian doctor told me that I'd be out for like seven months. And I was like, okay, that's, I'm not even going to listen because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, you're like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I went back to the US team doctor and he was like, it should be about three or four months, which I was like, okay, that's like, that's, that's better for me. Mm -hmm. um, so unfortunately, I was out that whole season, um, which was, you know, a lot of people use that just like for training for the upcoming Olympic season. So I didn't really get any of that. And then mm -hmm. I kind of just like had to do PT and just work my way back into being strong. And then um, I actually was able to do the very last World Cup of that season. And I kind of just rolled into it thinking, you know, I'd be back where I was and I got to it. And it was the course that I actually, my very first World Cup, I got top 10th, top 10. So I was like, this course is great for me. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, and I have never been more scared in my life and I was never afraid to like hit anything. And I just, I never even finished the entire course. Um, and I came home and I was just like, I'm never, I like, I'm never going to be able to get back to where I was or, right. you know, so that kind of like lit a little fire under me and I kind of just like, I need to like be better than I was before and just like work mm -hmm. as hard as I can. So I think that next summer I worked as hard as I could in the gym and then I would go to whatever snowboarding training there was available for me, whether it was gait training, you know, jumps, anything, I would do it all. And then, so the next season I kind of just rolled into it and trying to get like my mind right and just like get the courage back and not be so scared um and so there was i think five olympic qualifiers the first one was in argentina and that one i was still like very afraid and i was kind of mm -hmm. just working my way back into it and each world cup i got a little less afraid and i just kind of like kept sticking with it so i you know like just 
tried to make the Olympic team. And at one point I was just like, all right, like I kept coming like almost like last place. And I was like, all right, like (laughs) this is brutal. Like what the heck am I doing? And so I just kind of like went to all the training camps and, you know, tried to just stay focused on like myself and not try to like compare myself to any of the other athletes that had already made the team. And I was just like, okay, whatever, I'm just gonna go out there, try my best. And then the last book or the last Olympic qualifier in Turkey, was a course um, that usually, I, I mean, I didn't think that it would suit me. It's Some courses are built for, you know, it's has an advantage for those who are a little bit heavier. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wasn't that heavy and I didn't have that much muscle mass on me. Um, I mean, I did, but not compared to like some of the other girls. But mm-hmm. um, I kind of just went into it like, okay, this is just training for me at this point. I'm like, I don't even know if I'll be making the team. This is just gonna be training. And I got the top American spot on that one. So that's how I made the um, Olympic team, which was crazy because it's like one of those movies where it's like the last second you make Mm -hmm. it. And that like (laughs) never happens to me. So I'm like, what the heck? So I love that. that. And then after that, yeah, it was was awesome. And after that, the coaches told me that I made the team and it was – it was unbelievable. I was so excited. And then after that, I've just been like really working on like my body position and just trying to like be the best snowboarder I can be and like technique and everything. So I've been riding really well ever since then, Mm -hmm. which is great. That's so awesome. So do you think, would you attribute your top place as an American in that qualifier to you kind of just having the mindset of, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to the other athletes. Just this is for me. This is basically just a training. Um, I mean, would you think that once you kind of shifted your mindset, that really helped and helped you win? Yeah, I think I think so. I think because all the other ones are like, I have to make the team. I have to do right. this. Like, I have to do that. It was just like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm just going to go out there, ride the best that I can, not worry mm-hmm. about what anybody else is doing. And I kind of just like focus on me and acted like it was a training run. And I rode really well, so I think that's that's just what I got to do. I just got to pretend like it's just like a training run now because, you know, I just take the pressure off myself because I used to put so much pressure on myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, even at the Olympics, I ended up – I rode well there, but I also just, like, went in with – tried to have no pressure on me. You know, I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, the other two girls um, have been to three or four Olympics, so I'm just like – the pressure's on them, like, Mm -hmm. there's no pressure on me kind of thing, so I just, like, that's the mindset I like now, and it works for me, so I think that, yeah, that's, that's how I did it. (laughs) I think that's awesome, and I think that's something to keep in mind, not just for yourself, but for all of our listeners, because I know it's funny, as you're saying that, I'm like, ooh, like, that's, I had the same story as well, I think, like, once you actually take the pressure off yourself, because, as athletes and as just women in general, like that's just what we do. We put pressure on ourselves. We compare ourselves to everyone else. We want to be the best of the best. So I think that um, for us, we just need to, yeah, stop putting the pressure. And just if you are doing the best that you can, that's all you can ask for. And look, like most, like more often than not, like that's how you succeed. And that's, I think, how you win. Like once you take that pressure away, um, that's when things really start happening. So that is so cool. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else? I know you said like getting back out there for the first time was really scary. So what's kind of your advice as far as on the mental side for after an injury? Like what do you have to do um, to kind of 
I guess, take the fear away because there's always going to be fear getting back out there. But what do you think is really um, some advice you can share for just kind of getting rid of that fear and just jumping, jumping in? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Well, first I want to say that um, I know it's crazy when I, it sounds crazy when I say this, but I think that breaking my back was the best thing for me because it really just like pushed me and, you know, made me go through things that I probably wouldn't have done if I, you know, didn't break my back and kind of just push through those, you know, scared moments. But I think that honestly, just like if you get scared, you know, a lot of people get scared in their sports, but I think just really pushing through and just realizing that it's going to be okay and just believing in yourself um, and really just pushing through it and not giving up is, you know, you'll succeed and you'll overcome so many things, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's just huge, just like determination and just like focus to get through it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to say like not be afraid because, you know, like it's okay to be afraid, but just like push through it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Yeah. just like, Pushing through it is really the best yeah. thing I can. I love you that know, you said that breaking. Can, yeah. yeah, I love that you said that breaking your back was probably the best thing that could happen to you because I've heard um, a few times now that some people say um, that they love experiencing failure or they love when they're they experience hard times because they know that something good is around the corner because they know exactly. that like that failure is going to bring success or it's going to open another door. So I love that you said that and it's so true. Um, but yeah. let's talk about, I want to hear about the 2018 Olympics. I want to hear what is the, like, what is your experience? What are the Olympics like? What is it like being an athlete at the Olympics? Cause I feel like that's just one of the highest honors. And I feel like it's just one of the coolest things. And we hear all the stories, but I want to hear it from your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine. You know, I grew up watching the Olympics and I just, it's hard to put into words, but it was just one of the most amazing experiences, even just like traveling over there. We had been to Korea before for the test event and it was, well, I don't really want to say it was similar because it was so, they put on such a great event. Like they're all the South Korean people are the nicest people Mm -hmm. ever. Um, and it was just amazing. My whole family got to go out. So that was awesome. Um, you know, just, I kind of just like took everything in because it was my first time and I just like really wanted to like see how it was. And, you know, even just like trying on the opening ceremonies outfits and Mm -hmm. trying on all the outfits. Like I have all the outfits downstairs in my closet. And, um, you know, one of the most amazing experiences was walking to opening ceremonies with all the other athletes and, you know, like talking to all the other athletes and, you know, now I'm friends with some of the athletes Mm -hmm. that I went to the Olympics with. And I mean, it's just amazing. And the course that they built for us was unreal. And the day, I mean, it was actually kind of crazy. So like the training days were so windy. So a lot of people, I I didn't even make a full entire run. Like I would do like, like tops and then like bottom sections, but I didn't like put together the whole entire run until... Until the day of the um, race, because it was so windy, but our race day was perfect. Um, uh. And I just kind of, you know, people ask me, like, oh, like, was it scary being in the gate? And honestly, like, no, I thought that I would be shaking in my boots and I, like, thought that I would be terrified, but I just kind of just, like, like, I made it this far. Like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, this is amazing. And I kind of just, like, taking it all in and, it was great to see my whole family at the bottom of my run. You know, I look wow. up and they're all there. And it was, you know, it was amazing. I wish that all the events were like the Olympics, mm-hmm. but 
it's hard, but yeah, I, I loved it, and I can't wait to try for hopefully another two, maybe three, depends on how my body feels when I'm that old, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. It like almost sounds like it's kind of magical, like everything. And I love that you said that when you were up there at the gate, you're like, you weren't nervous. It's like, you've made it this far. Like, let's just yeah. freaking like do what you know how to do and just, yeah. you know, have fun with it. Um, totally. that is so, so cool. Um, so yeah, what's next for you? I mean, you said you plan to maybe compete in three or four more. Um, but yeah, what's your schedule like? What are, what are you up to these days? <laughs> yeah. So I am getting ready to, we have a training camp out here in Colorado mm-hmm. for this upcoming week and then we'll go out to Austria and then kind of start our season. We have a training camp and then we'll have the first World Cup in December and then we have a few more World Cups and then we also have World Championships which will be held in Utah which is awesome because all my family can come to that and then yeah we'll just have World Cups until the next Olympics so just training and then in the summers I'm doing some training in Arizona um, at this facility called Exos which is great because it's helped me they have a nutritionist they have a chef so they've helped me like kind of just like you know, be the best athlete that I can be. So I, I keep going back there. So it's, they've got me really strong every single time. So I kind of just am in a routine and snowboard in the winter and then train the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you train in the summers, what do you do? Is it just working out or is it kind of, do you do something to cross train? What is your training regimen like? Um, so for the most part, I'm just in the gym. I mean, we have mm-hmm. some on snow training, mm-hmm. um, like during the summer and then into the fall. And then, you know, I'll go out to one of my friends lives in California and I'll go surfing with her, um, skateboarding kind of thing. But for the most part, it's just kind of in the gym, just getting strong and getting like, um, you know, putting weight on me. So I, you know, can have a little bit of an advantage. Right. Definitely. So, and you, you are obviously a world-class traveler and I love traveling and adventure. So I want to know what is your favorite country that you visited or even just your favorite place? It could be in America as well. What's like your favorite place to go visit? Um, I really, I love Switzerland and I, the, I was just in Sasfe, Switzerland for the first time and it was my favorite place. I mean, it was an amazing little town. They have no cars, so you walk mm-hmm. around everywhere and like the whole, pretty much like all the U.S. team pipe slope, border cross and like a bunch of other athletes were there. So it was so cool to like be around all of them, but it's just such a beautiful country and it was amazing. I like that. And I also love Italy. The food in Italy is unreal. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Like pasta every day. Sign me up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Seriously. Hey, if you want to put on some weight, that's the place to go, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the right weight that you want. Maybe not muscle, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Well, I mean, do you have any final thoughts, any advice for our high school and college student athletes? Um, Yeah, anything at all as far as snowboarding or just being an athlete in general? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think honestly the biggest one, and I always say this to people, is just kind of just never give up and don't let the fear of what other people think um, get in the way of your goals or, you know, just focus on yourself and just really work hard um, and don't let anyone else get in the way of it. You know, don't let anybody tear you down or tell you you can't do something. Um, just focus on yourself and, you know, stay humble and keep your head down and just work hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for snowboarders? Do you have any advice for them? Anything specifically? 
Yeah, I mean, I think just still same thing, just work hard and, you know, just kind of push through those scared moments, you know, because snowboarding can be scary, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you're, you know, I remember when I was a little kid and I was terrified, I think just like really pushing <laughs> through it and, you know, not giving up and, you know, look for support, you know, your family or friends will support you if you want to talk to somebody, don't be afraid to talk to somebody about your fears or whatever it is. Um, just yeah just work hard and mm-hmm. never give up I keep saying never give up but yeah. I really think that never give up is important yeah it is so true and it's really all about mindset I think too like as far as the thing is our bodies even though we don't the issue is we don't think that they can do everything our bodies can do anything like our bodies are capable of so much I mean if you watch what you if you guys watch what Megan t- can do it's insane so like your body can do anything. It's your mind that you really have to trick totally. into to knowing that you can do it. So, um, yeah, I think never giving up is is awesome advice for our girls. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I, I want also to think know, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Should I? But it is, I'm so wrong. So I think that also just how, whatever age you are, I think that just being healthy, you know, working out, eating mm. right is also another thing. I just wanted to add that in. There. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. That's something that we talk about on the podcast, because like I said, you are never too young to just like, and you don't have, I'm not saying diet. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I am saying like, you have one body, so treat it well. Like, you know, you know what foods you eat make you feel good. You know, working out yeah. like gives you endorphins and makes you feel good. So do things that make you feel good and and do things. If you want to be a professional athlete, you got to train like one, right? I mean, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> okay. So a final question for you. What does playing like a girl mean to you? Um, I really think just like being the best version and athlete I can be and not comparing myself to anybody else and kind of just, you know, not setting any limits for myself and just kind of going out there and working hard and yeah, just being the best version of yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I think this was so cool. We talked to an Olympian. Oh my gosh, you had (laughs) such great advice for our girls. And I think your mindset is absolutely awesome. Um, You know, you're only 21, but your mindset is is just, you're doing great. So thank you so much for, for hopping on with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, girls, that was awesome. I know I say this every time, but we keep getting amazing guest after amazing guest, and Megan is a total rock star who gave such great advice to never give up, and I absolutely love that about her. Make sure to share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode, so head to iTunes to leave a review. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at playlikeagirlmp so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl! Yeah.